Well, podcast listeners, this is Retirement Talk. I'm Dal Lowry. The holidays are over, and it's time to think about retirement a bit more. My mind is still absorbed with political tones. I recently heard that the U.S. House of Representatives Committee that regulates the Environmental Protection Agency has banned anyone from speaking in front of their committee on any issue in which they might be considered an expert witness, like a scientist who has studied climate change to actually talk about it, or a biologist who's actually studied plants to talk about them. Of course, I thought this was an example of standing the truth on its head. I really hope I have misunderstood this, or that my source was ill-informed. Years ago, some people thought that gods lived on Mount Olympus. Then somebody went to Mount Olympus and looked. They didn't find any gods. What was a person to think? Used to be that people believed that the world was flat. Then someone sailed to sea, came back, said it was round, claimed it was a fact. Some said it was fiction. Who was a person to believe? How do we determine truth from fiction? We still have some people among us who are flat earthers. When it comes to politics, well, we have people telling us black is white and white is black. Who are we supposed to believe? Staying informed isn't easy. Our forefathers had to rely on word of mouth or the slim pamphlet that might circulate among the masses at the speed of a slow horse. Weeks and months might go by before news would get to remote parts of our country. Today, it's instantaneous. Electronics flash news across the screen as it happens. Even events from the most distant backwater are available at the same speed. We're overwhelmed with information and misinformation. What is a person to do? I often wonder why it is that I ended up on this end of the political spectrum rather than the other. What shaped or made me have this political inclination? rather than something else. Certainly college played a major role. Of course, it started long before college, but college is where acceptance of common assumptions and sources were tested. Who said what, where, and when became very important. A method of establishing validity had to be generally accepted. Professors demanded that sources of information be documented for reliability. I have vivid memories of Dr. Fox in my freshman Western civilization class, ripping our minds out by the roots. When you claim something to be true, you needed to be able to support it with evidence. The scientific method in historical or social research was acceptable. Public humiliation followed quickly if you claim something is true. It had no way of establishing its validity. It wasn't a comfortable position in which to be placed, but it certainly was a wake-up call to understanding the world. This seems to be the main problem today. There's no common acceptance of how one should arrive at truth or reality. Democratic belief in government has invaded the common dialogue. Everyone's claim or opinion is given equal weight. A flat earther has a right to his opinion. We are not to confront them. 
How absurd! I can't imagine telling one of my professors of history that my opinion as to the facts of history was of equal value to his or hers. This same absurd thinking leads many of my fellow citizens into valuing what goes by the name of Fox News. Because they have an opinion, or because they present themselves as delivering the news, they are accepted as of having equal value as a real news organization. How silly. Not silly. Tragic would be a more appropriate word. I recently read of issues in the USA that appear as no-brainers to people in other industrial countries, as understood by Ann Jones in the Huffington Post. For example, they would ask, how could you set up a concentration camp in Cuba? How can you pretend to be a Christian country and still carry out the death penalty? Why can't you Americans stop interfering with women's health? Why can't you understand science? How can you still be so blind to the reality of climate change? How can you speak of the rule of law when your presidents break international laws to make war whenever they want? How can you throw away the Geneva Convention and your principles to advocate torture? Why do you Americans like guns so much? Why do you kill each other at such a rate? To many, the most baffling and important question of all is, why do you send your military all over the world to stir up more and more trouble for all of us? These questions were gleaned from an article that Anne posted after having lived in various countries across the world. She said they were frequently and commonly asked. Of course, people have different life experiences and thus different ways of viewing the world, but it seems like some ways of viewing the world are better than others. As to the question, how do we rectify the problem? I don't know. That's the question. I've lived my life thinking education was the answer. I was a teacher. Evidently, I didn't do a very good job. One thing about retirement, it gives us time to collect a lifetime of experiences and mold them over. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.